Welcome to Alive and Active Life, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. When you think back into your childhood, what memories come to mind? Good ones? Not so good ones. Maybe you remember events that sculpted or changed your life. Perhaps something rocked your world. It might be a special activity is your first thought. I'll share one of my memories in just a few moments. But I'm guessing you remember many ordinary days filled with ordinary things. Interestingly, this sets the stage for most of life. We spend long stretches of time waiting and listening for what comes next. Additionally, waiting and listening directly impact all your relationships. Okay, so I would like to share one of my memories. As a child, I remember waiting and waiting. Plus, I was listening intently to hear special words every summer. We're going on a trip with our trailer. Finally, my waiting and listening brought the desired day. Going on a trip with our trailer meant I could do some activities I enjoyed. You see, we worked a week ahead to prepare and load the small, pull-behind-the-car, bubble-shaped trailer. It was really small, but it was cool. You could sleep six people crammed. You could cook in the tiny kitchenette, barely. You could play games at the takedown table, which collapsed into a bed. There was a nifty tiny closet and drawers here and there, under and over, in every possible cubby for all our stuff. But the part I enjoyed so much, even before we left, was baking for the trip. I was old enough, nine or ten, to bake special treats to take along. Consequently, I turned out frosted dessert cupcakes, breakfast bran muffins, and cookies. Then I'd pack and load them in the overhead storage at the front of the trailer. Truly, I felt grown up. As the years passed, I became aware that waiting and listening are essential skills. Surprisingly, the need of those two skills showed up in every facet of life. Here are a few examples. Listening to lectures and waiting through years of education to gain coveted degrees and launch into life. Listening to weather forecasts till frost danger passes in spring to plant vegetable crops and then waiting for a harvest in the fall. Listening and waiting for sales of particular items throughout the year to be ready for birthdays and Christmas. Then waiting for Christmas and listening intently for special traditions people hope to enjoy. Waiting for a special visit with a friend and listening to what's on their heart and then pursuing a closer walk with God, waiting and listening for His input toward fresh growth. 
I learned waiting and listening don't happen automatically because they are strengths that are adopted, practiced, and refined. They influenced my adult life. Subsequently, waiting and listening began to change my relationship with God and others and my prayer life. I'd like to explore how these ideas affect relationships, especially with God. Well, communication is a connection with others, and it's critical in the connection to God through prayer. Most people envision prayer as telling God things they think He wants to hear, interests they have and want to pursue, desperate needs for intervention, provision, and help, and what he surely must already know. Well, Dictionary.com says that prayer is, first of all, devout petition to God or an object of worship, and then secondly, spiritual communion with God or an object of worship, as in supplication, thanksgiving, adoration, or confession. But prayer is so much more. Interestingly, prayer is to God, as communication is to relationship. Well, let's talk about what it isn't. Sadly, prayer can become a ritual, artificial interaction, where we do most of the talking, and supposedly, God does most of the listening. That's not what prayer is. Additionally, this empty, vain practice is terrible communication, not effective for building a relationship with God. Also, prayer is not an instant, get-what-you-want practice. Subsequently, it's not going to the spiritual store and coming away with armfuls. Have you ever had one of those conversations with someone where you realize after a few minutes It isn't a conversation. It's a monologue, and you haven't said a word. Prayer is certainly not one-sided. These are common failings in human relationships. Incidentally, not waiting and listening works against good communication and healthy relationships with others. This is exceptionally true in your relationship with God. Okay, so that gives some examples of what it is not. But, well, what is it? We did identify some specific things that help us to know prayer is not those things. But it is helpful to define what prayer is in practical, daily applications. And I have some that we can go through together. I think there's maybe three of them. The first one is communication and relationship. We're going to talk about that. Considering that communication is critical to relationships, one wonders if prayer is much more than we commonly think. First of all, there's critical buy-in to waiting and listening that affects good communication. It's a kind of ownership of interaction together. But secondly, typical of every dear friendship, an eagerness to connect matters. 
So, leaning into God to listen to His thoughts and wait to know His guidance also matters. Then thirdly, active waiting and listening builds stronger relationships. It's also essential to wait and listen to God to actively nurture a relationship with Him. So those are some ideas to think about concerning communication and relationship. But the second thing we wanted to look at together is doing life together. Of course, to know God should mean an eagerness to just do life together, to share from your heart with a companion, the joy of a significant friendship. You never have to be alone when you do life with God. As already mentioned, communication is essential, but not necessarily always with words. Quiet waiting and listening builds deep bonds. Enjoying the abiding comfortability of togetherness nurtures intimacy. Awareness of the special companionship God initiates and then proactively for us to initiate back by faith That helps you do life together with God. Okay, so we've done communication and relationships so far. We talked about doing life together. But now let's go into the third idea of worship. Prayer nurtures worship. Consider how waiting and listening affect these scenarios of worship. First, The greatest being in existence extends his hand and heart to build close relationship with you. So you respond with worship, with deep gratitude and respect, which means you are willing to wait and listen. Here's another scenario of worship. Wait and listen for God's promises and blessings tucked in the folds of each day. He created all things, holds all things together, including your life, and He loves you. And then another scenario of worship is this. God's grace and mercy are personal and eternal. Listen for His help in troubles. His kindness made a way to cover sin and open a door to eternity. Wait eagerly for this day. These two are acts of worship. In summary of those points, let's say this. Communication and relationship, doing life together, and worshiping God all involve waiting and listening. In actuality, this also builds a solid prayer life. So now I think it would be great if we were to look at some scriptures that talk about prayer and relationship with God. There are some really profound scriptures that are very meaningful and instructive. The first one is Isaiah 64, verse 4. Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. And then Isaiah 30, verse 21, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear. In other words, listen. 
hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. Let's go to Jeremiah 29, verse 12, and it says, You will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will answer you. And then the next verse, Jeremiah 29, verse 13, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Let's skip into Psalms. Psalm 5, verse 2. Hear my cry for help, my King and my God, for to you I pray. And then Matthew 6, verse 6. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And then a final scripture we're going to look at is Hebrews 13, verse 5. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. All those verses suggest intimate relationship, a dear friendship with God. And as far back as memories can go, no one has ever lived who is like God. He is set apart always doing something profound, always ready, willing, eager to interact with you. He is the friend you long for, the reason to live. And He is alive and active to help in your life. Scripture strongly supports prayer is communication and relationship, doing life together, and worship. I'd like to talk about active waiting. Waiting on God really is active faith. Because God is faithful and good, you can wait with confidence and live with purpose. The most dynamic person who ever lived loves you with everlasting love. And he is eager for your friendship. Are you eager for his? Jeremiah 31 verse 3 says, I have loved you with everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. Your expectant waiting brings delight to God. It shows you have buy-in to the relationship. You can trust He's already in action on your behalf, even during long seasons of waiting and listening. The best way to actively wait and listen is to cultivate a grateful heart. Interestingly, a grateful heart opens the way to receive a number of things. Here are some examples. First of all, receiving whatever God has in mind. Receiving more of God Himself. Receiving personal friendship with God. And receiving God's deep, abiding love. Here are some application thoughts and questions for you to think about. Number one, are you learning to wait and listen? Two, have you pursued communication and relationship with God in practical ways? And then number three, are you eager to do life together with God? Four, how can you grow in worship of God? And then number five, List several ways you can actively wait and listen while growing closer to God. I invite you to follow us on your favorite social media 
do sign up on our email list to receive weekly articles. Plus, tune in to our weekly podcast using your preferred podcast app or use our online player at the top of each article. Visit our website for resources to get into God's Word and live an alive and active life. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. Visit our website at www.aliveandactivelife.org, your web-based home for resources, including books and eBooks, libraries of articles, podcasts, and more as you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on our email list and subscribe to our podcast to stay current with the tools you need to be the person God designed, living an alive and active life.